Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. Hey, what's up, Rockstars? Matt Johnson here. We've got another phenomenal conversation for you, and we're going deep on affiliate marketing. And affiliate marketing, I think, is is really, it's a form of co-marketing, which I think is the future. It's a form of cooperation. Uh, it could take a lot of different forms. It could be as something as simple as somebody recommending you and getting nothing in return, and just because of the relationship. It could be more structured, where they get a percentage of an ongoing revenue or a piece of a product that you're selling, or you give them a percentage of the course sales. Uh, it could be something really, really specific and structured, where you have you know 20 to 30 or 50 people out there who have their own affiliate links, and they're they're running ads and sending traffic to your landing page that's expected to convert at a certain percentage. And so there's a lot of different forms. And so I wanted to talk to Dustin, who's the founder and chief uh, coach at Performance Marketing Manager, because Dustin's been in the weeds for about a decade in the affiliate marketing world, running programs, creating an online certification program that can turn anyone into an affiliate management rock star. Uh, he managed the affiliate program at WP Engine for a number of years. And so he's really been in it knee deep, helping people set up affiliate programs, working with hundreds or thousands of affiliates and then creating a program to help people do it. And so in this conversation, we talked about, you know, who are the very first people who should be our affiliates? And what's the one thing we should do before we even start an affiliate program? And then we all, Dustin also shared, what are the other channels where if someone comes to him and says, I want to start an affiliate program, the, one of the very first questions he asks is, okay, are you maximizing these other channels first? So we talk about what those other channels are and why they need to come first before an affiliate marketing program. Because I feel like what happens with a lot of us is we get an opportunity, right? We meet one person who we think might be a good affiliate and then we get way off track and we try to bend our marketing program to fit that one relationship or that one opportunity and we get out of sequence, right? So there's a certain sequence of things that should be maximized before you look at an affiliate marketing strategy. And so we go deep on that with Dustin. So I'm really excited for, uh, for the conversation, for you to hear it. We've got a great uh, link from Dustin uh, so that you can get uh, into his program. Uh, and believe it or not, it's an affiliate link, which he was nice enough to create for us, which is kind of funny. Uh, so I'm excited for us to dive into the conversation. So let's jump in with Dustin. Well, first of all, Dustin, welcome. I'm super pumped to talk to you. Hey, happy to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're talking a little bit behind the scenes. And we're going to get into fun, some fun stuff. So you are uh, essentially an affiliate manager. You've got a course where you teach people how to do it. You consult on it. This is your specialty. It's your baby. It's the micro niche that you dominate, which is awesome. And there's a whole, we could have a whole separate conversation about what coaches, consultants, and agency owners could learn about it, like how to specialize. Well, we'll try to set that aside because I know a lot of people will get a ton of value from just the conversation about affiliates. But just as a quick aside, um, how did you like initially, like, why did you decide to go super deep on that one niche? Oh, it's a great question. It's um, so affiliate management of programs is, is kind of like wildly misunderstood by uh, the large majority of people. Um, when you hear affiliate marketing, uh, a lot of times companies will say, Hey, we need an affiliate program. Mm, Mark, you know, PPC campaigns, 
go, go run the affiliate channel. Mm. You'll figure it out on the run. And people (laughs) are thrown into this role and nobody knows what they're doing. And so they have to learn all this stuff on the fly. And so, uh, there wasn't great material out there. There's a bunch of stuff that was written and outdated, uh, but there's no mm. video form. Mm. Unless you go to a conference, you can go to a conference and learn this kind of stuff, but uh, it, it's hard to take away from that at conferences a lot of times because you get uh, confused on where to go, whatnot. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so I decided I, I love learning through video, so I'll just make some videos uh, teaching people how to run affiliate channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, people have loved it so far, which is great. So, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the, you mentioned the mismanagement, which, which I think is, a, <laughs> <laughs> I know this will yeah. be a, the fun part of the conversation for you. Cause you get to vent a little bit, but, um, so, so the, the people that are listening to this, if they're coaches, consultants, maybe to a lesser extent, agency owners might get yeah. thrown into this, but I know coaches and, and consultants feel the need for it. They would like to be able to either be someone's affiliate and be good at it and make, and uh-huh. make cash off their audience. Uh, but more long-term, they have the programs, they have the intellectual capital. They would like to turn into something that other people want to be an affiliate for. They want the traffic. They want access yeah. to other people's audience. So so we get kind of like they all get what the carrot on the end of the stick is. What they don't know is what's what's the path to actually get there. So you, men- you mentioned sure. the mismanagement side. Let's talk about that for a second. What does that look like when it's wildly <laughs> mismanaged? <laughs> uh, so... <clears throat> um, I guess it, it comes down to people are, are just a little bit misinformed on uh, how to even start a program. I'll, I'll give you an example. I think that's a little easier for me. Uh, I went out and I applied to a thousand different affiliate programs doing research. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Just as an affiliate, I just started uh, observing what programs did throughout the uh, entrance process. So I applied to the program and crazy enough, uh, over 50% of those programs automatically let affiliates into the program. And that's something I completely uh, (laughs) tell people uh, to go against. Like you should be looking at everybody's application as an affiliate manager and seeing if that website is the right fit for your company. And if it is, then you get to reach out to them additionally and say, hey, I think we can do a lot more stuff. If it isn't, you can just pass them on and uh, go on with your day. But if you open the floodgates and let all these programs, all these affiliates in the door, uh, you're opening yourself up for a myriad of, of different fraud techniques that affiliates have uh, kind of ruin this industry. The, the the word affiliate marketing is kind of like a negative connotation in a lot of yeah. uh, realms. And uh, and that's because of all the fraud that's happened. But hmm. the, the thing that people don't understand is those that fraud is happening because you're letting it happen. And my mm. program, my course, it teaches all the fundamentals of how to prevent that, first of all, and then find it on the back end if it actually happens. So hmm. uh, going to mismanagement, um, there's also, uh, like I said, a lot of affiliate managers are just thrown into this role from the company. Hmm. Um, and another big thing is agencies will just add this service to their 
uh, suite of services as a, a an, an agency. I do okay. SEO, I do PPC, uh, I do affiliate marketing. And they might not know how to do affiliate marketing, but a lot of their customers, their clients are coming in and saying, uh, I, I need to open an affiliate channel. Yeah, sure, I can do that. And mm-hmm. they don't know how to, but they're just trying to figure it out on the fly. So, yeah, of yeah. course, actually helps uh, companies add that suite um, to their services. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, okay. So, they can, yeah, as in they can take the course mm-hmm. and then if they're already telling people they do it or if, they, if yeah. they would like to tell people they can do it, this will show them how to actually do it and, and yes. legitimately add it to their suite of services. Yeah. So, okay, a lot of sense. my clients are, are agencies that are trying to add this on as an additional service to mm-hmm. their company, uh, to whatever services they're already giving their clients. Yeah. yeah, which makes perfect sense. I mean, and you mentioned that the the term affiliate marketing, you know, has this weird connotation, which mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, if, depending on how deep down the rabbit hole you go into digital and online marketing, you know, strategies and gurus and all that stuff, which some of the audience does and some of the audience doesn't care at all about, uh, mm-hmm. it kind of affects your perception of that. To me, I look at it as co-marketing. And yeah. when I, when I look at it, when you see PBC costs going up and just all the, the trends that are happening right now, to me, co-marketing is the future and there's various forms. I would say an affiliate marketing, if you want to call it that is maybe a structured, it's a particular structured form of co-marketing It's probably the best way for people to think about it. In other yeah. words, there's a, there's kind of a quid pro quo. You send people to me, I'll give you something in return and then we're yeah. going to track the results to make sure that I'm giving you what I committed to. Right. I mean, that's the basic yeah outline of an affiliate program, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's very transparent. The, the tracking systems that are put in place that both parties show are know who's driving real incremental traffic. So, uh, going back to like affiliate marketing, yes, it's, uh, affiliates, there's legends in the field of affiliate marketing that have been preaching for years that the word affiliate is this negative connotation. So we're kind of moving into uh, performance marketing where it's more encompassing of relationship based because affiliates, um, they tend, they tend to be ghosts. Uh, a lot of the times affiliates are tough to get a hold of. You, you only email them. You don't have a face behind them. They're in a different country. <laughs> That's always a good sign. Like, you know, we'll just see. Yeah. It's really, yeah. Is that, this is the marketing equivalent of being catfished. <laughs> <laughs> great, great uh, simulator. Perfect. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, so performance marketing encompasses much more than just affiliates. It's, it's building those re- referral partners mm-hmm. and building those relationships and being able to, to do more than you might because affiliates are just going to grab a link, put it on their website, and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Call it a day. Uh, but when you get into performance marketing, you're actually having a relationship with that partner and that relationship is going to cultivate into a much stronger relationship between that company and the affiliate. Gotcha. Okay. So that makes sense. So if you get a hold of a client and you're trying to figure out who their ideal affiliate is, because if you narrow down and start to say, okay, I'm going to, I want to have real relationships with these people. Like it starts to get, you start off, obviously want to start qualifying and, and making sure you're reaching out to the right people. What are some of the questions that you ask that the audience can ask themselves on how to figure out who those right relationships are? Uh, wait, which audience are you talking about? Uh, so you, so you work with, you know, like if you got a hold of a client, mm-hmm. so you're working with the client, what are the, the types of questions that you would ask them to help them figure out who their ideal oh. relationship is? Yeah, I, 
I ask them qualifying questions before anything goes on. So I want to make sure that their website is optimized before even starting the affiliate channel conversation. Because mm -hmm. if you're not, if your site isn't optimized and converting, you don't want to open an affiliate channel because hmm. okay. uh, affiliates are, uh, it's not just this um, magical thing. You, you throw up an affiliate program, people are going to join and uh, everything's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, affiliates are going to go look at your uh, EPC, your earnings per uh, 100 clicks, those clicks. Um, mm. They're going to they're gonna check out your numbers. They're going to see how well your site is converting and how much money they can make. And if they don't mm. like the numbers there, they're not going to join your program. Mm. Um, they're not going to promote you. Uh, so if your site isn't converting, you don't want to waste the affiliates time and, and they don't want to waste their own time uh, making promotions on something that's not going to work in the first yeah. place. So no, that makes total sense. You have to have uh, the conversions working. And I always preach, you know, there's several other channels that you need to be doing before affiliate marketing. Uh, people really? Do tell <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> uh, PPC campaigns are always um, okay. a, a lot easier um, to convert with. Facebook is uh, maybe the easiest at this point, um, okay. depending on your audience and your niche. Um, and so affiliate shouldn't even come into play until all those things are, are occurring. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, which makes sense because otherwise, how do you even know your earnings per click if you haven't shelled out the money to drive the traffic to your website to find out what that number is, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. All right. So that and makes sense. Affiliate platforms will track that for you uh, mm -hmm. once you get going, but you want to hit the ground running. So you're going to have to bring in some partners that know what they're doing. Um, the, usually the best partners are going to be your customers. So the first thing I like to do when you open up an affiliate channel is hit up all your customers that you already have. Like, Hey, you like our products. Mm -hmm. um, you, you should be promoting us, uh, join our affiliate program. And okay. every new client that comes on board as well, they should be joining your affiliate program or at least getting attention to mm -hmm. the possibility of joining that affiliate program as well somewhere in the email campaigns. Okay. Interesting. Um, do you, do you think about affiliate marketing or co-marketing, whatever you want to call it differently for professional services versus a course, right? Cause you're, you're in both worlds. You, you, mm -hmm. you have your course and then the course is selling into consulting, which is your actual, you're selling your mm -hmm. time, energy and, and effort, right? So you're, you're in both, you have a foot in both camps. Uh, do you think about it any differently? Do you approach it differently? Is it all the same thing? Um, Especially when it comes yeah. to website conversion, because when you're selling professional services, that that that's get, gets it's very different tracking like what professional services sell off a website versus hey, this many people visit, this many people click, they go through the checkout page, mm -hmm. you know, one out of every hundred clicks buys my course, or they opt in, and then a percentage of them buys my course, right? So how do you yeah. sell? How do you, how do you think about it when it comes to professional services? Um, I, I see professional services as as the upsell. Um, for my agency, I, ideally, I would like to kill all of my services uh, <laughs> after I sell enough courses, right? Of course. Uh, uh, and I'm always continually trying to automate that process of, of making my course better and, and to where it's more clear to the students of uh, all of my thoughts. Getting all of my thoughts on, on video and paper are, is uh, very difficult. 
but uh, I've done a pretty decent job, but mm. every niche is going to be um, a little bit different and mm. every client is going to have different kinds of needs. So uh, that's where you have to adjust. Like I can't put that much material out there um, no. for every single niche. Uh, but yeah, the, the services part of it is um, uh, I, I still love working with clients and, mm. um, and doing that, but, you know, my main goal is to, everybody has to go through my course first. Like that's, that's a standpoint. I, I, I like to preach. Oh, before, yeah. Before we even do any professional services for them, they have to have gone through the course. That makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. I like to preach that in 10 hours of my video training, um, which is what it takes to complete the course, essentially, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have a year's worth of affiliate management experience after you finish that course. Okay. So, like hit the ground running now and now every conversation that I have with that person now they know what I'm talking about and how to execute these things now we can just work on the strategy behind all of it right yeah in other words the customization right customizing mm-hmm. customizing the material to their specific circumstance right okay right. yeah that makes sense um, do you ever see yourself letting I mean even in a, in a picture-perfect world would you want to plow everything into the course and let go of services completely or would you keep like a core inner group of people that you just enjoy working with? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't do retainers. Like uh, I know that's scary for a lot of people, but it's not for me. I've, I've got enough turnover with, with clients that um, uh, honestly, I'd, I just want clients to come in. We do consulting and uh, I uh, make friends with them, of course, and, and have them refer other clients to me. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I'm not pushing them out the door. They can always come back for more um, if they have any other questions and stuff. But now I don't keep clients on a retainer basis. It's just not the way I roll and it's just not the way I want to do things. So what's, what's your average engagement? Two months, three um, months, something like that? Oh, not even that long. It's it wow. maybe a month. Yeah. Goodness, um, man. That is quick yeah, to get them I mean, up and running. It, well, I guess, I guess it depends on how fast they finish the course. Some, some people, oh, mm. um, uh, I've seen one dude finish it in a day. Uh, so <laughs> uh, it just depends on, on how fast. There's a lot of Starbucks involved in that day. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. depends on how fast you want to get rolling. So yeah. um, I've seen it as quick as you know, they finish the course in a day and they're done with me and, uh, mm-hmm. all right, cool. Thank you. And, <laughs> and I, I see people that are, are consistently, they like take the course over a month and a half. And, mm-hmm. uh, even with my like funnel emails, like poking them, like, Hey, you need to finish this course, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're, they're still not getting it done. And they'll just, I mean, I have clients from, like six months ago that will still ask me questions and I'm happy to, to give them answers. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, it's really never ending, honestly. It's, but well, yeah, cause that, that, that's part of why I asked the question is it, there's just, there's enough change, enough turnover in the information, the tactics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. that for those of us that are out in kind of the hybrid world of like services and information, like mm-hmm. it's one thing to build a course that sells and it'll sell, 
But there's probably enough changes going on that if we're not working with clients, we start to lose touch with the, the latest tactics. Uh-huh. And eventually that starts to affect the course and whether the yeah. course sells. Um, so I think for most, for most people, if they're in, especially like in, in our position where we're kind of running an agency or an agency style business, it pays to have like a small core, even if you don't, whether you have them on retainer or not, is irrelevant. Just that small core of like clients that, you, that you're still in the trenches to a certain degree. Cause uh-huh. you know, like at, at a certain point, we need to just like, we need a way to like stay in the trenches, whether it's, whether it's us doing it for ourselves or doing it for clients, but somehow we need to be like in the, in the weeds oh, yeah. um, just to keep the content fresh. Oh, content fresh and your skills fresh. Like mm-hmm. if, if I'm not consistently recruiting for people, um, then I'm not learning enough about how to reach out to those people. And then my content's going to be uh, outdated. So yeah. I have to keep, I have to keep reaching out to affiliates and, and keep honing those skills. Yeah. Which makes total sense. Um, so two quick questions. Um, you mentioned something earlier, you know, like when you first develop an affiliate relationship or maybe some, somebody comes through the site and, and asks you, you know, to sign up, you just, you alluded briefly to like, there's an opportunity there to do lots more things with them other than just, uh-huh. Hey, let's exchange links and yada, yada. Where do you see that? What the ideal, once you find that ideal affiliate or co-marketing partner or whatever you want to call them, what are some of the other things in the arsenal or the quiver, so to speak, of things that you could do with an affiliate if you had a deeper relationship that would benefit both sides? Mm. Uh, so the, the most important thing is, is uh, striking while the iron's hot. So they're, mm. they're coming in, applying to your program, and mm. you're saying, yes, they're automatically going to get an email that says, hey, here are your links, here's uh, what can we do more, this kind of, of thing. But you're going to want to reach out uh, past that and mm-hmm. say, hey, really love, of, of course, you got to butter them up a little bit. So <laughs> I really love what you're doing here. <clears throat> I think this is a great fit for a partnership. Can we have a quick 15-minute call? Something of that nature. Uh, mm, oh, you're not a talker? Hey, no big deal. We can work something out. Um, so okay. just you know, start building that rapport immediately uh, while they have the thought of wanting to promote your program. Because mm-hmm. if you let that sit for even a week, uh, it's, it's just like, um, you know, it's the same with any kind of conversion. Uh, if you let things sit for a while, then they're just not going to convert as well. And it's yeah. the same with affiliates. Like today they wanted to promote us, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow they might've moved on. So yeah. <laughs> you need to get them now in the door and start getting something bigger. If you see high potential with them and don't be afraid to spend your time, uh, doing things that they need, maybe, uh, Mm. creating a landing page for them, Mm -hmm. um, or create or getting a a coupon authorized for them to have the biggest coupon out there. If they're a good enough affiliate with a high enough potential, Mm -hmm. you need, uh, to get everything to them immediately. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, very, very reasonable. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny. You allude to the fact that they don't, you know, like they're not, they're not a talker, but you have to work something else out. It's so, yeah. it's so funny. Cause the world that I run in, like everybody just wants to pick up the phone and just call me, just call me. Like, I don't want to email. Just, I, Oh, oh it's a reading. Oh, like, oh, just give me a call. <laughs> so you, you and I run in, uh, in some different circles apparently, which For is sure. Great. Um, all right. So Dustin, tell me where they can uh, connect with you. Uh, well, I actually, uh, set up a landing page for you. So (laughs) I'm out there just trying to help people and not everybody is, is going to need my services or my course. Uh, so I'm going to 
offer up your listeners a free 20 minute consultation if they'd like it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, that'll be at perf dot no perfmm.com slash UX. So P E R F M M.com slash uh, UX. Perfect. And we'll have that in the show notes for everybody. So then go right there. Um, so let's close out with this. Um, going back to kind of when you first got into this, this whole scene, uh, mm-hmm. affiliate marketing, co-marketing, what was it that you felt like was your kind of unique skill or ability or attribute that made you really good at it? Oh, um, I guess network marketing and my ability to kind of adapt to the environment was, is probably like, like the greatest skill I have. Hmm. Uh, so like, I'm a curious guy. I like to learn. Uh, so I know a little bit about a lot of stuff and that's helped me develop like this blind confidence to enter a room or enter an audience and be able to pick up a conversation quickly. Right. So I, and I figure all this out traveling, going to a lot of conferences, mingling, uh, and I'm an introvert, so I have to like force myself yeah. to actually go out there and mingle. And and at this point now, I just love spending time with others and and like making it a game. And and I love making people smile. So uh, I guess I guess that's a long tangent for like a short answer. But uh, yeah, the unique skill is network marketing. Like I I just love connecting people uh, with other people. If, if it's going to benefit that relationship um, yeah. for them and, and make them better. So uh, that's what I love doing. And I feel like I spend a lot of time doing that uh, for free at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, uh, I know how you feel. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I can, I can relate cause I'm, I would call myself an extroverted introvert. So I've learned, okay. I don't, yeah. I'm not to the point, like I'm to the point where I enjoy it to a point, yes. but I definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like I would rather, that's part of why I love podcasting because it's, you end up having lots, lots and lots of one-to-one conversations, not a lot of me parachuting into a cocktail party and having to have very short, lots of shallow conversations. Yeah. I'd rather have deeper conversations one at a time with people. So that's, that's kind of how I found my niche. But, um, but yeah, networking is huge for me and I, and I do a lot of it behind the scenes too. I don't know that I would consider it for free because to me it all ends mm-hmm. up being like, it's, it's what ends up generating business as part of my best yeah. lead I mean, nurture activities. Sure. It, it all comes back around. Uh, mm-hmm. it just depends on how you treat people. And, uh, <clears throat> I like, I like to make sure that I give at least one compliment to one person every day in my life. That's a, mm. that's a goal of mine. And every time I'm at a conference that exponentially goes up. Um, but, hmm. uh, you know, I love making people smile. And when you make people smile, uh, you get them to like you a little bit more and, uh, then they're going to send you business. So, I mean, it's yeah. all on how you treat people. That's always, I've grown up. Yeah. And it's funny because the, the, the last question I'll, I'll ask is on, on the relationship side, when you talk about the affiliates and, and maybe this is something that you do well naturally, but you know, you mentioned earlier kind of reaching out to, to bigger people or figuring out who that big person is to be the ideal affiliate and, and figuring out how to reach out to them. What are, what are the, some of the things that you found work when, when you do identify that person that you think would be a good affiliate, they haven't reached out to you. They didn't come through your website. You just directly figure out what that ideal relationship is. How do you start that relationship off? 
I mean, it depends on how big it is. Um, if I'm working for a company and I really need to get a hold of somebody, I would figure out which social network they're most active on. Uh, and then, I mean, this is a lot of work, but if it's, if it's a, a monster affiliate, um, I go to pretty extreme lengths. Uh, you, you figure out their likes, uh, maybe what they're tweeting about. Maybe they're into, um, I don't know, video games. And uh, you, you figure that out and then you send them a crate box full of video games or something. Uh, it'll be a, a very specific gift for them. Spend $50 to get their attention. When that comes in the door, uh, now you have their attention and they'll they'll be much more willing to answer your emails and your phone calls and stuff like that. So, okay. um, but those are, the, those are kind of rare cases when you really need to get a hold of somebody that's going to be a, that perfect fit for a program. Uh, okay. I remember, uh, funny enough, uh, one of the guys that I went after uh, in my program at WP Engine, I called him my white whale. Um, I okay. saw him doing amazing work on YouTube. And I just, I'm like, I'm not going to stop until I get a hold of this guy. But he was a ghost. Yeah. He's like really difficult to get a hold of. And it took me three years to get a response via email. Whoa. And that's, that's consistently like every three months, like trying to check in, uh, going through different uh, channels, like paying attention to, to what he was doing. Uh, and what yeah. ended up happening is like, uh, he had a kid like same age as me and that's how we started it off. And <laughs> now we're friends. Okay. Uh, he, he ended up uh, promoting and kicking ass with, uh, the, the company that I was with. Uh -huh. And then, uh, <laughs> funny enough, uh, the, the world turns around. He came and took my course. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> he, came, he came to me uh, just a month ago and ended up taking my course. And, um, and now he's a client of mine. So that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it just, it takes a lot of hard work uh, yeah. and determination to get there sometimes, but um, all worth it in the end. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, that's, that's kind of how I approach it with my, with my clients on the production agency side. Like we're like working together a, a lot. Um, yeah, if they're not the kind of person I want to go hang out with and ha have a drink with afterwards, I, I tend to not like, I'm, first of all, I'm not going to pursue them. Second, I'll passively like kind of, you know, not, not encourage them to keep on, you know, reaching out or, or even do a consultation. Uh, yeah, I, I can think of specific people that ended up being clients where, like in one case, like we literally just had a call on the books for about every 45 days for like three months, no agenda. We just literally just got on the phone and talked about the industry that they're yeah. in. Cause we're, cause I, cause I'm interested and fascinated and curious and it's the industry where I, where we have a lot of mutual friends and stuff like that. We literally like we would end off the call and it'd be like, we should really do something together. Yeah, we really should. Like, <laughs> and yeah. three months later, it's like, all right, I need to hire you. We got, this is, this is the, we need to run a podcast. Let's, let's turn this over to you and let's do it. But at the time we had no agenda. We just wanted to talk. And, and th those are the kinds of clients that I want. That, that's one of the ideal things is that you just, you meet someone through personal networking uh -huh. and then it, that, that relationship turn, turns into a client relationship. I would rather come in like that because I feel like the mm -hmm. trust level is so much higher because I don't come into it in the, the context of trying to sell them something. Right. So that's a, just, just a quick aside. I, I really enjoy those, uh, those client relationships. Those are, those are the fun ones. But anyway, yeah. 
All right. So we've got the, we've got the special link where people can check you out, which is awesome. Uh, so Dustin, anything else we should uh, know or anywhere else you want people to connect with you? Do you have a fa- favorite social media network that you hang out on? I mean, I've got a Facebook page. Uh, I'm consistently on Facebook. Um, I'm not hard to get a hold of. If you go to that link, uh, you, you'll go to the, your landing page, sign up for a free call, or just check out my course. It's very easy to get to from there. Um, yeah. Um, hang out. Let's uh, give me a call. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. Love it. Appreciate it. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. Uh, That is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes, and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.